This episode of the Rob Z Radio Podcast is brought to you by the Clay Cup. Downtown Altoona, where you can hear a delicious cup of coffee like you just heard being poured for you. Perhaps it's a maple latte. Oh, <laughs> it's for the season. Maybe it's pumpkin spice because you're basic. Maybe it's a delicious espresso blend. Perhaps you're looking for some freshly baked bread. Maybe some bagels. I know that I am. And also, if you'd like to get creative at the Clay Cup, coffee and creativity come together because while you're sipping on your coffee, you can also make your own pottery. You can pick from different pieces that the Clay Cup offers. You make your pottery. You fire it in the kiln in-house at Clay Cup. You can take those items home, drink out of them, eat out of them. They're dishwasher safe. They also have watercolor classes at the Clay Cup. Sarah Vogel is off the chain. She's off the hook. I know nobody uses that expression anymore, but I just did. So make sure you get to the Clay Cup. And you see everything that she has to offer for the coffee lover in you, for the tea lover in me, and the artist in you as well. At the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram, 814-201-2680. Now let's fill this bathtub up. Because I need myself some beautiful bath bombs this evening. And whether you get a bath or whether you get a shower, or whether you just wash your hands and you just want to smell delicious, Trade Secrets is the spot for you. 13th Avenue, 1223 13th Avenue, downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Stephanie Height. She runs the joint with her husband. They make all natural body care products. Everything in-house is made in-house. Like, this is great for people who have allergies to soaps, um, to shampoos, to chapsticks that have strange chemicals in them. There's no added chemicals to any of their products. The coolest thing about Trade Secrets is you can literally see them making the products in the back of the store while you're there shopping. That's so cool. It's very transparent, and they do an amazing job. So if you're looking for great holiday gifts... If you're looking for something new, an all-natural product, you want to try an all-natural lip balm, we have a a pumpkin spice all-natural soap bar in our shower right now. Anytime I get a shower, my whole bathroom smells like pumpkin spice. Wouldn't you want that in your life? How about a creamy soap scrub? A creamy sugar scrub? A whipped body butter? It sounds delicious for your body. Trade Secrets. That's what I'm talking about, baby. At Trade Secrets, or at Secrets in Trade on Facebook and Instagram. Let's start the show. This is Rob Z Radio. And this podcast is with a very awesome gentleman by the name of Jeremiah Witherspoon. Now, Jeremiah Witherspoon, a former professional boxer. Runs his own boxing gym in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Scorchin Boxing Gym uh, at Scorchin Boxing Gym on Facebook. That's Scorchin. There's no G on the end. Scorchin Boxing Gym. You can call them up at 814-660-4928. Jeremiah has done it. He's lived it. He now trains other people to box and not just uh, you know to learn how to defend yourself, but also you learn knowledge, you learn experience, you you gain spiritual elements of yourself that you never knew you had. I'm going to get ahead of myself because we have a great conversation and I'm going to let him do all the talking uh, because obviously it's his thing. So let's get on with this podcast. Jeremiah Witherspoon, Rob Z Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the Launchbox Studios, downtown Altoona. Jeremiah Witherspoon is here with me. Thank you, sir, for being here. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. 
Can I call you Spoon? Call me Spoon. Thank you. One love. I feel honored. Hey. I'll call you Spoon. Hey. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I wanted to have you in here, man. I, you run Scorchin' Boxing Gym in Altoona, PA. You can mm-hmm. find uh, Scorchin' Boxing Gym on Facebook. It's Scorchin' without the G. So they're search, uh, searching the for Scorchin'. Yeah, Scorchin'. Scorchin'. Um, 505-2883 is the phone number. 814-505. Uh, it's 814-660-4928. <laughs> <laughs> what what cross that out? I, I got that straight off of Facebook. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. We just changing that. What is it again? Say it. Eight one four six six zero four nine two eight four nine two eight. There we go. Okay, and um, I was just the the ring announcer for your most recent uh, boxing event at the Altoona Grand Hotel, which I was honored to, to do that it was the first time ever i got to be a ring <laughs> announcer which was pretty cool i had a good time uh, but the, the cool part was man and I, I had talked to you a few years ago um but talking to you at your gym we got into a pretty pretty deep conversation and i thought it would be really interesting to have you in here just to hear your story because i don't i don't know uh your story of being a professional boxer and uh, going through the accident that you had a couple of years ago to where you're at now. Mm. I, it yeah. sounds like an awesome story that I just like would, I would like to hear more. And I'm sure the people out there who, who know you and mm-hmm. people who don't even know you, who would uh, want to know more about your life and like how you got to this spot. Um, well, <clears throat> as far as starting boxing, when I got into boxing, I always loved boxing to begin with. I was younger. Um, when I was young, my um, grandfather, he was a big, boxing fan and uh, I got a cousin actually um in um Philadelphia his name is Tim Witherspoon okay he was the uh, heavyweight champion in the world um and around the time in the 90s late 80s 90s around the time of Mike Tyson yeah oh that's incredible yeah yeah, yeah. his name is Tim Witherspoon and um so but before that I mean I always liked boxing I mean on my mother's side here um, I think my uncle, I think he was a boxer pretty much, but Tim Witherspoon is more on my my father's side. But um, I don't really know him as much, but I always knew that he was a cousin of mine from Philadelphia. I'm originally from New Jersey, Trent, New Jersey. Um, but, yeah, so I was always fa- fascinated by um, by boxing. I mean, my grandfather in New Jersey, he had a, you know, like a mom-and-pop store, and he had a whole bunch of, like, old-school Joe Lewis um, you know, uh, newspaper articles all around the um, around the store. Muhammad Ali, um, uh, Marciano. I mean, he just he was just a fanatic with boxing. So, me growing up, always going to the store, always helping out, and you know, um, being a grandson, you know, I had to do work. I was working at a very very early age <laughs> in my life. But um, like how young? Oh, I, I started working about eight. Nine. Oh, yeah. I that's had to, good, though, right? Oh, I mean, that's yeah, a good yeah. thing. That's where the work ethic comes from. Yeah. You know what I mean, through him and my grandmother, like I said, and we had like a, um, we had a, uh, we had like a mom and a mom and pop store, and then my grandfather's um, um, brother, which is my uncle, he had a restaurant, so it was all connected. Oh, okay. So you know, I was, I was back and forth. I had to sweep the floors. I had to. Whenever they had to go shopping for food, I was up Saturday in the morning, five o'clock. I mean, to this day, this is why I'm always up early. I, I, I um, I, he always told me to, uh, you know, be up for everybody. You know, you know, be up and um, get your mind right, and, and um, and you know, just, just to, uh, it just you know, getting up in the morning, and that's what I work out a lot in the morning too. But just, it just helps, it just helps build yourself up, and then also, it kind of gives you 
kind of idea of what you need to do throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? As you yeah. get up early, you know what I'm saying? It's you hear like, that a lot. And that's something uh, that I, I've worked in morning radio for a while. So I had to get up early, uh, but I've, I've stuck to it. I probably don't get up as early as you. I get up around like 630 every day. But there's from so many people that I've read and listened to, that's one of the most important things in their life is to wake up early, up. have a game plan yep. and just shake the cobwebs loose. And get moving before anybody else anybody does, because you have that advantage yeah. right away. Absolutely, and um, so you know, and, and, I, and that's the blessings to that, um, you know. And then my mother, she's she's an early bird too, growing up when I was younger. But you know, at the end of the day, like it, it just it all benefit me that to you know to this point, you know, getting up early, being up before everybody. But um, on the boxing tip, um, what happened? Um, I went to school. I played college football down Glenville State. Um, in West Virginia. Okay. And we was a real powerhouse school down in Division Two school. And um, so when I moved from, you know, uh, Glenville, I moved here to Altoona. Now, my, I'm, I have a lot of family here. My dad's from Clay, the Witherspoon's village from Claysburg originally. Okay. Um, that's where they all reside. Well, that's where they all did reside at. But um, they moved they moved from Claysburg to Altoona in the 60s. And, um, but what happened, my father, he went to New Jersey. So he got out of high school. He left Claysburg um, High School. He went straight to New Jersey. But all the rest of the brothers, they came here to Altoona with obviously my grandma and so forth. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I'm familiar with this area really hard. You know, I always came here when I was younger. Um, you know, pretty much, pretty much know a lot of people in the area, just from my youth days. You know, growing up and so forth, and mm -hmm. um, so you know, just thought it was an idea to move from West Virginia to here. Um, so after after college, you did yeah, that? yeah, after college, moved here, and um, it's it, it, it's it's been well, it's been well. Um, but how I got into um, the uh, boxing at the uh, UVA. Um, what happened was um, I got a call and uh, to try out, and I played college football. I was pretty decent in school and down there, and um, you know I got another tryout to you know try out for the Buffalo Bills and the Cardinals. They was up there fairly Dickerson. Wow! And um, so you know tried out, and I was about twenty six though, twenty seven. Okay. Um, <laughs> pretty late. Yeah, yeah, but I mean I um, you know I had an opportunity too to went go overseas um, when I graduated. Um, well, after, because I, I played 95, well, I played 96 to 99. I graduated in 95. Okay. My first year, I set out football, and then um, they reassured me. Then 96 to 99, I was two years all-conference down there and so forth. So playing the bowl game down in Orlando, Florida, um, did really well. Um, so, I mean, you know, I had an opportunity also to play in Arena League. Okay. The, it, but Arena wasn't, it wasn't as popular like it is now. It's still know? not that popular. No, it's but not. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but not even to this but point. But back then, I mean, they. it was kind of like, you know, I'm used to 11 on 11, you know, and it's kind of yeah. like they got this new this new league coming out. And I'm like, it's Arena League. I'm like, inside? It was like, yeah, it's like 9 on 9. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, so my thing was like, and then the pay wasn't as, you know, it wasn't good. So I was like, ah, you know, so I kind of left that alone. And, but, um, you know, my mindset was more like, um, just you know, at, at a young age, NFL, you know, and at that time it was, it was NFL Europe mm. back then, or or Canadian, and um, I got linked up with a guy named um, Brian Jones here. He's out of um, Virginia. He was like an agent when I got done. So we trying to um, get a couple of things stirred up, and nothing really happened. So I kind of left it alone 
football for a couple of years and until I got another call. Hey, look, you know, there'll be, you know, the Bills and the Cardinals and a couple other teams will be up there in Fairleigh Dickinson in New Jersey. And I started working out. <clears throat> and then, but how what happened was um, he told me, hey, listen, you, you might need another condition, you know, in boxing. You know, this gave me some advice with boxing. I'm like, you know what? I like boxing. So, um, you know, I went down, I, you know, I searched online with it, you know, where um, there was a boxing gym at the UVA. Mm-hmm. I went on a Saturday and it wasn't open. And I'm like, wow. And then I think like that Monday or Tuesday, I went down there and, and I met Mr. John Robinson, real um, icon here in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so it was kind of like a little, little short Italian guy. And uh, he was. Uh, <laughs> He was bad to the bones back then too. <laughs> he come in, hey, can I help you? And I'm like, who is this dude? You know, like who is this little guy too? But yeah, but um, yeah, but um, from there that was just it. And um, I just you know I worked out, and obviously I didn't make, I didn't, I didn't get on the teams or anything like that. And but I just I love the boxing, I love the workout. Um, it was just, it was like a, it was really, it was, it was an addiction. It was like. You really get, um, I don't want to use this word, but you just get like that high, like with it. Like you just, yeah, like, I know you, you mean. You know what I mean? You just like, wow. Like you find like, that thing that you love. You love that you it. Just you love it. Dream about it. Think about it every second of the oh day. My, that sort of thing. Oh my goodness! So you know, I, you know, I was training and everything, and my mindset was like, you know what? I'm gonna go amateur. Even though I was, I was fighting an amateur. Um, I started amateurs uh, fighting at 28. I think it was. Okay, which is and what, what, what is the average age for amateur fighting? You know what? Now, now is a little different. I think that like back then, um, you know, a lot of a lot of fighters, boxers, they started off, you know, when they were young, and um, you know, like some guys in ten, eleven. I mean, for crying out loud, Mayweather started when he was like four, three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even way back, way back then. You know, them guys like Ali, he started when he was 11 to 12. and um, But I think through the years, as you see what happened to a lot of boxers and fighters, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like um, a lot of them guys, not a lot of them, but you got a good few guys, you know, they they don't, they start so early and they get hit early. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. taking a lot of punches at that young, young age, you know, when – when the brain really ain't developed, developed yet, yet, yet. And I think yeah. that's what happens to a lot of guys, like a lot of older guys now, you know, that's like in their 70s and 50s and so forth. I think they started off too early. And, I mean, anything can happen regardless. But, um, no, I mean, for me, um, the thing with boxing was um, – not to get hit. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? That's a good method to have. Yeah, look, That's like Mayweather's look, method, right? I, mean, just, I ain't yeah. here to get hit. I'm here to do the hitting. And not to say you will get hit. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you if you jump in water, you're going to get wet. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For so, sure, yeah. You know, but, um, you know, but, uh, but it's just how you get wet. You right. know what I'm saying, <laughs> or how you, or how you, you know, you get a you, splash you, on yeah, you, you're doing a cannonball. Are you doing a bat? You doing a belly rock? What you doing? You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. So I mean, um, you know, and I, I, I did pretty well amateurs. I mean, amateurs is like, you know, I did like I think it was like nine and seven, ten and eight, something like that. And that's you know, that, you know, for me, 
I, you know, and that was well. Then I just turned pro after that. I mean, I did amateurs for like two years, three years, I think it was, two, two, three years. But um, I just turned pro after that. And I was like, you know what? Um, I don't want to do amateur. I'm going to try to, you know, try to see what I can do um, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, money-wise. And, um, I, you know, and it it, it 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 was good. I mean, like, you know, um, my first fight, you know, I fought in Johnstown. We stopped the guy. He was um, we was um, guy from Cleveland. We stopped him in the second round. Then I fought another guy. The second fight I had, it was uh, fought in West Virginia. We beat the guy. Third third fight was in was in Boston, and um, guy came over the top, caught me and he caught me in the back of the head, uh. fell, got back up real fast. Now a lot of people don't know that for me, I never sparred. I, I had nobody to spar here in the area. No, no. So a lot of people that know know me far as, um, you know, far as on the boxing tip, they know I wasn't sparring. So, I so was, to prepare for a fight, you were never sparring with anybody. I was prepared, no, because I had no one to spar. Like, why, why? Why not? Because it's, we didn't really have too many heavyweights in the area. Okay. You know, it wasn't too See, many people. You know, too many um, people down there that was in front of me that you know that could stay in front of me. So you could train, but you just couldn't spar. With yeah, anybody. yeah. It's just like, you know, um, I would say it's just like you know, you know, you playing basketball, right? And you playing basketball, you one on one, you playing basketball, you dribbling, dribbling, and then you go into a game. Yeah. Well, yeah, the game is different. Yeah. You know, all that goes out the window. They go much. out the window. You know, but so, but as you work on any game. The the most of, it's about scrimmaging. That's why you scrimmage first, right? See, I ain't had no scrimmaging. My scrimmage was in the game. I had to learn in the fight, <laughs> like literally. So, um, and that was all the way amateurs all the way to my to the to the um to like my pro all like to like my pro fights. Like, wow. Yeah, all the way. My last fight that I had uh, was my very last one. I had um, we were sparring a lot. Um, I was sparring with um guy named Andre Taylor from um. Johnstown, PA. He was a big help for me. He, um, I, I got a lot of sparring. He was a cruiserweight slash heavyweight. He was about 205, 210. Um, so um, we linked up, and he was a big help for me um, through that time. And then, I mean, I just felt comfortable after that. Like, because before, you know, you know, you confident in the fight. Like, you you confident, but like, you when you get to that, that ring is totally different. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you get up there, people be like, go ahead and get him, beat him up. Like, but when you in that ring, it's a totally different world. It just, you know, and for me, it was kind of like, even through my amateurs and my pros, it was like, I got to learn in the fight. I'm not learning. I mean, yeah, the mitt work and bag work, that's good. But that don't hit back. Yeah. That person in front of you, you know, it's kind of like, it was, it, it was, it was difficult at times, but it was just one of them things like, you know, like you, it's a lot of things to think about when you in there. But now, to, it was, I was in a place when I was getting that sparring, I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where, okay, I know what I'm gonna do. I, I know how to step. I know how to roll. I know what angle I need to go about. And you know that helped me out a lot. So uh, my last, very, very last fight that we had in, in 15, 2015, we stopped the guy. Um, I stopped him in the first round. He was from um, Detroit. So that was in Johnstown, but I mean, you know, that's the you know that's the biggest thing, um, repetition. I mean, you could do repetition. When you do repetition, um, you kind of want to emulate what you re- you know what I mean on on the repetition because like for me hitting the bag 
you know, before I was getting sparring and hitting mitts, well, that was good repetition. But I wasn't, I wasn't in a fight fighting mitts. I was fighting a person. Yeah. So that's why, you know, sparring is very important. Um, just like in football, you scrimmaging. You need to know. You need to watch tape. You need to watch film. Yeah. Um, and so I never, you know, everything was all pretty much. You know that the crazy thing is that that mentality applies to everything. It's like it's like reading stuff compared to actually going out and doing it. You know, like Absolutely. in business, at least. For, I'm at the beginning of starting my business, so I've read a lot and I've gone through like seminars and practiced, right? Mm-hmm. But right. to actually get into it into the dirty thick of it and actually do the stuff yeah. is a lot harder. Like that takes a lot more willpower, and it, it's you got to learn on your feet, and that's the only way you're ever really gonna learn right? right it's like the book smarts versus the street smarts kind of thing so yeah that applies to everything in life it yeah. seems like and that, that seems to be the kind of person you are is to put the the time in put the work in and yeah. then the results are going to come out of that absolutely i'm a firm believer in repetition now being a pro boxer like was that something like that was your job or did you have another job on the side could you live off of that how does the well, I was, boxing world I was work doing the boxing and i was boxing and then um also um, I was also working at Grannis Brothers. Okay, which and if anybody's Grannis not from the Brothers, area, it's yeah, like yeah, Grannis Brothers. It's a um, in like laid out asphalt. We do asphalt milling and so forth. It's in Hollisburg, so that was a good company to uh, work for. So um, yeah, we do blacktop and we do um, we just do a number of um, things stone. What was it about boxing, like going back to the UVA club in the basement is where you were, right? In the, the basement, in the basement. What was it about, like when you first went in and because this, was boxing something you had never done? You just liked to watch it? Yeah, I'd never done it. Um, no, i never done it. Um, now, when we was younger, we used to slap box. <laughs> we slap box with my friends, you know, we slap box in, uh, on the street in the backyard or something like that and you know, kind of like a slap, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, but it, it was, it was, it was always, it was, it was, all, it was always in me. Um, I think boxing is a, um, boxing is, is, is the science, the science to it. Yeah. But the fight, everybody has that. Every, every human being have a fight in them. Yeah. Every, and, and that's one of the biggest things that, that was one of the drives, like, you know, um, you know, we all have a fight in this, and it's like you want to pull it out. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you know, even hitting that bag. You like, oh, you know, and you know, you know, you know. Afterwards, you're gonna feel good. You just know, it. and it's, yeah. it's just like I said, it's just any stress, any tension, any. I mean, boxing. I mean, all the athletes do it. LeBron James to, you know, a lot of artists to movie mm-hmm. stars, because they know it's something that spiritually they go through too so we spiritually go through a fight Mm -hmm. you know and and believe it or not that's why i think every everybody loves to see a fight yeah in reality um because we're all going through some sort of fight you go one way or another you're going through something i don't care how good you got it you there's something in there that you're going through and you you know um yeah, I always think like when I watch, you know, MMA or I watch boxing, there's no other sport really that I can think of off the top of my head. It's so dire because you got one guy or one girl on the other one. It's one on one. One on one. You know, and, yeah. and, and everybody's eyes are on you. Yeah. And you could potentially die at some point. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's, Absolutely. Dangerous. it's dangerous. So, like, it, it's it's the most 
raw kind of sport there is. It is. Especially boxing when you're just using your hands. And it is. And, and, and the repercussions are so high. You know, you talk about guys, you know, in their 50s, 60s, 70s who can't talk right anymore yeah. and stuff like that. And, and that's, I guess maybe back in the day that wasn't uh, known as much. Now with CTE and all the studies they do and everything. A lot of studies now. It's much more apparent. Um, but that's something you're going in like this is this is a a lifestyle that not many people are willing to put themselves in that position. And I think that's why when people watch it, they're so drawn to it. At least yeah. I am. When I watch like MMA, I'm so drawn to it because I'm like, man, these guys, the balls just to, I mean, the balls to train, number one, as hard as they do, but number two, to get out there in front of thousands of people, millions on pay-per-view or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes with a lot of confidence. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> Nothing but confidence, um, you know, it's nothing but, like, self-awareness is you know you're ready, you know. Now, the thing about that, though, is that, um, you know, um, you know, as you prepare, you know, when you get in that ring and it's getting close and you're going up them steps, mm-hmm. it's things start to get real and get start get put in perspective. Yeah. And um, I don't care who you are. I don't care how tough you are, you get nervous. Period. You get there's nervous energy um, that you because you because you don't know mm-hmm. it's unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Now you know you your confidence level. You know you you are. I mean personally, but you just never know what the ex that next person might do, or you might get hit with something lucky. It could be something lucky or. You know, you can get, he could throw a punch, it can scratch your eye, hit your nose. Mm-hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. And you get hit in the nose, guess what? Tears come out. Not tears, like literally tears, but your eyes get watery, you know? So yeah. there's a lot of things to it um, that can happen. So it, the nervousness is going to come. Any any other boxer ever say that or any athlete. Yeah. It doesn't matter, athlete. It could be if Michael Jordan, they said Michael Jordan always used to throw, he always used to throw up. Before the game, that's what they really? said. Yeah, he had butterflies. <laughs> yeah, they said he had. I mean, he's the greatest that, of all time. They said Ali did the same thing. He was, ner- you know, just that nervous energy. Yeah, just nervous. Energy. It doesn't mean that you're stressing no, about no, it. It just means stressing. you just want to get it going. Yeah, like you're, you're ready. You anxious, and you know it's still unknown. You know, and you got to fill that person out, just like anything else in life. You know, if you around somebody, you got to fill them out. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. You know, uh, it's just in a different perspective because one, people watching you. Two, you don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah. But you don't think about that as a fighter. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, you do a little bit. you like, like, because if you, if you start going in there with doubt, mm-mm, that's yeah, the wrong thing. Done. You're done. You can't go in there with doubt. You can't go in there like, what if he hit me with this? Well, you know what? If you think that, that's going to happen. So... I like what you said a couple... Before we started this podcast, you said something that I thought was interesting because we were talking about... You were just talking about getting into that. We all have that fight mentality inside mm-hmm. of us somewhere, which is when we all go through battles, you know, whether it's internally or externally throughout your life. Mm-hmm. But we all have like different personalities inside of us. Yeah, Saying we like we're all kind of schizophrenic. It's we just are. how well can you control it or how well does your body manage it? Absolutely. But that's so true, man, because, you know, you, you say that like there's everybody has that fight inside of them. It's, it, it, that's such a an accurate statement because you it, it all depends on what it takes to bring that thing out of you what it takes and like what mood you're in what state you're in but when i guess whenever you're a boxer when you're an athlete like that you you've tapped into it so much 
that it's it's there you know and it's not like you live in that mindset right mm, like no. you're not walking around no 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 thinking no. about crushing somebody but you're no. but you're always thinking about that fight coming up or I, thinking about training for it or i think that too i think people don't you know um like when i talk with different people they like i don't like even with training i don't want to get in a fight they say they don't want to get in a fight it's not about fight mm. it's about you know it's about you your self awareness it's about oneself about self discipline and it affects when you start getting in that state of mind it really takes over your life and mm-hmm. you don't go when you start boxing believe it or not or whatever you don't people think you go around hitting on you don't hit people it's the reverse it's the, re, the it's a reverse because mm-hmm. boxing is a is a it's a control violence it's control you know you know how to control your balance it's a balance and you don't you as a fighter as a boxer you you if you know what you can do to an average person you wouldn't do it so it's a reverse thing yeah. people think that it's not it's a reverse thing i yeah. get i get a lot of kids that calm them down i mean it's just facts like um i got even with our kids in our um in our classes that we have a lot of kids getting stronger they they going to sleep they going to sleep on, on time and it's like the parents are very like thankful, like they see the the maturity, the level of them, you know. Right. Because um, they're getting all that out. Yeah, they're getting it out. Yeah. You're getting it out of you, so it it, it becomes a place where you're starting to be self. You're getting the self awareness of yourself. You yeah. Know, and you, and that's the biggest thing I think that even today, like we don't, um, even I'll just say kids in general, like they um they don't they not as they're not confident. Yeah. Um, uh, it seems like they they too in tune with others. You know right. what I'm saying? They, right. you know, I mean, you know, Facebook, and you know, and you have all these other things that distracts that distracts them. You know, video games. I mean, we have video games too, but we was outside. I was outside too now playing. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying that there's a lot of distractions that kids now easily can tend to, whereas though. They just focus on whatever device it is or whatever um, Facebook and social media, man. It does it. It definitely, as an adult, it can drag you down. Just going through your Facebook wall and you're always comparing yourself to other yeah. people. It's a constant comparison. That's exhausting in one, but two, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not a self esteem booster. It's not a confidence booster because yeah. then you're always thinking like, oh, that person's doing something cooler than I am. That yeah. person's doing something better than I am. Yeah, and then it, that just gets in your head and you live in that life. Yep. Yeah. So when you get into a boxing ring, you start training. Um, and I think this goes across the board for any kind of exercise. People talk about insomnia and they talk about, I mean, some people really do have insomnia. People mm, talk yeah. about these situations, like these, these, these things they have that they can't seem to get past. I feel like hard exercise, you're not going to have insomnia. Like if you no. work out hard, yeah. you're going to sleep that night. <laughs> Unless there's something wrong or you're doing some drugs or something. I don't know what the situation would be, yeah. but you're going to be out like a light. Because you're going to be out. And, and I don't I don't know if that's you know just from somebody who I mean, and you've worked out your whole life too and I've I've been working out you know almost daily since I was like nineteen mm-hmm. and I've never had issues with falling asleep. I can recall being young and having like a cappuccino right. in like ninth grade and then trying to sleep <laughs> like that didn't work. Right. But once I started figuring out like exercise, those things just don't seem to affect you as much anymore. And like you said, like the the stress relief and just the 
you just get all that stuff out of you. So whatever's going on in your life, that and I, I imagine boxing is especially powerful for that because of the actual punching. Like, I've never boxed and I've never hit anybody, but I can imagine just the uh, just the release you get from hitting a bag or just just practicing shadow boxing, whatever it might be. Absolutely, and you know, it's not really. It goes back again. It's not to me. It's not really about. It's not like it's not hitting someone. Yeah, but it's about. Hitting, you know, the bag. Yeah. Hitting them hand mitts. You don't have, I mean, whenever you want to, we can come over, we can go over, I'll hold the mitts for you. i teach you, you know, the, the basics of it. And um, I'd love to. And, you know, just pretty much, you'll see the difference. We have a lot, a lot of um, people, you know, they, they, they love it. Mm-hmm. And they love it for the factors of what we said earlier is because they have a fight in them. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they overcoming that fight. You know what I'm saying? Like they they overcoming it, and you know, and don't get me wrong, you you you're gonna things happen in life, and mm-hmm. um, you know, you 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 know, there's always gonna be something different, mm-hmm. and um, that's just a different challenge, you know. But um, the the good news is the the know that you know how to um, take that energy and put it towards you know the the gym. I think that's. That that's more than just money. That's more. That's just that's just so, so valuable. Um, just to um, you know, just to you know, like a one-two hook and whatever it is, it feels really good, mm-hmm. really good. So um, it's just um, like I said, it's just one of them things that uh, it just gives you. It gives you that 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 because that thing that's inside you, you know, that thing that's been pulling you, yeah, all day, and you like. And you can't shake it. Yeah. You literally can't shake it. Even if so, I mean, even sometimes you can get into prayer. You're like, I prayed, and it's like, you know, you know, prayer. I believe I'm a big prayer, and but it's like sometimes you're like, you know, because you can get you get caught in your thoughts. What it is? Yeah. At the end of the day, and you get know, caught in that mental loop. It's a loop, and it's 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 so hard to get out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you live in. It's like you're living, you're living two lives, really. Mm-hmm. You're living one in reality, and you're living one inside, the mind. And and so, and that's the thing goes back to the this, you know, not to say the, the different personalities, you know, because you live so much in that mindset, you living in that mind so much, you going, you going to get what you're looking for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You manifest those you, things. You going to manifest for it sure because you know thoughts is energy. You know, I th- I'm believing, firm believer that I believe that. You know, you keep thinking of something so long, you're gonna bring it to reality, you know. And um, because that that part of it be start as it start being repetitive and it start being a pattern that you creating, cause you creating it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like we, just like what you do. You know, you creating a good atmosphere for yourself through that, through this, through the radio and so forth. And the same same thing through boxing. Mm-hmm. You create that. You can only you the only one can stop it. Yeah, and you, yeah. Know, you just need, you know, you need influences. You need positive people around to help you, because um, we all need help. I don't care how, you know, how brilliant a person is. Everybody needs help, and I'm a firm believer of people because, you know, you might have something I need. Mm-hmm. I might have something you need. This is why, um, you know, you know, God is, uh, you know. He made human race mm-hmm. because we we all are we all need each other of some sort, and um, just to better us, you know. what I'm saying this, it's more like I say, anything to build us, you know. And and so this 
whatever way we can do it to build our own platform well that's why too you know they talk about the only way to like really grow yourself is to help other people you know because you learn so much more about yourself yeah just interacting and being around other people who are different than you and who have come from a different background who do professionally do something different than you do have a different mindset of different views it just helps you to grow And, and and i think the more that you are around different people the more uh, you're just calmed down with different people. You know, I, I think of like um, situations, just being in radio, when I was in radio, or just uh, getting on a microphone and like the intimidation factor of it, or being on TV and the intimidation factor of it. Uh, you watch other people, and I'm sure you did this in boxing, you watch people who are better than you, who've been mm-hmm. doing it for a long time, and you study them kind of like a mentor, even if you don't know the person, even if you're not even in physical contact with them, just like reading a book or watching videotape of them doing their thing, you automatically just start to take that, like osmosis. You start to pick up on it. I agree. So that's, agree. it's super important to, yeah, to remember like nobody's ever made it anywhere, did it themselves. Mm-mm, they no. had a lot of help. A lot of Whether help. they want to admit it or not. Absolutely. Right, I mean. Absolutely, and, and that's the blessing, you know, you. You know, you surround yourself around good people, and um, even when you go through your, you go through your trials, and you go through because we all have them. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's just so good to 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 be around a, a positive individual that you know that can help you and tell you the truth. Yes. Yeah. You know, tell me the truth. You know, and you know, so that that that's another thing when you you got that. Um, Someone that, 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 that can tell you the truth mm-hmm. uh, about yourself. And I, when it comes to boxing, I've been taking jiu-jitsu now for, you know, four nice. or five months. And um, it's it's a whole world that I never really engaged in at all. I mean, I wrestled in junior high, but, like, uh, the, the mindset and just the the day-to-day practice of it. Um, not saying that I practice it daily, but, I mean, the, the, the guy, Alan, that I, I take it with is, like, his lifetime of practice that he's had had in it that's a whole different life that I never lived. Mm-hmm. So that's not me in any way, shape, or form. But yeah. I want to I soak that in because I need that in my life. And mm-hmm. I think we, if you stay on one path and you're, you're, you're one-track-minded, you're never going to grow that much because you've got to really take in a bunch of different things that scare you. Like getting yeah. into a boxing ring scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's intimidating. And, and I was sitting there front row because I was doing the ring announcing, and I'd never been so close to a boxing match like I'm nervous watching these guys <laughs> hit each other and get hit, and it's just it's real and and, and it's uh it's jarring. Yeah. And I imagine uh, your end, you could probably talk about that uh, to to a further extent. Just the um the threat is there in your face. Yeah, it's a um you know it's just one like let's use uh you know um Mike Tyson. We all know Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. and um. Like you said, that face, you know, that 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 energy, like, and you can sense, you know, you can sense if this person is nervous. You can sense if he's fearful. Mm-hmm. You can sense if he's ready. You can sense. You just can sense it, you know. And and um, and the reason why I use Mike Tyson because. Everybody know Mike Tyson when he came looked at when the referee came to bring both of the guys together before they went out and fight. You just seen his energy. Yeah, you know what he was coming to do. And a box. I mean, Mike was Mike Tyson was just one of a kind though. But I'm just saying that you know, um, as a fighter, you know that you know what you know you 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 know that 
okay, he, okay, he's serious or whatever it is. But it it, it doesn't matter because you got to know who you are mm-hmm. at the end of the day. See, once you start when you when you start worrying about others, um, the other opponent, then that's where things start. Um, that's where things go wrong. But I mean, and I found that interesting. So in, in amateur boxing. Which I didn't know this. There's not a whole lot of scouting like your your opponent, right? It's no. kind of you're going in, kind of cold. You don't know who you're fighting. You don't yeah. know what they're all about. Yeah. Pro fights a bit different, right? You can not actually different. study in those tapes. You yeah. can you can figure out what they're all about. But that's yeah. that's a a big step just to go in there and have no clue what this person's capable of. No. And just get in there, and but you know what you're capable of. That is that almost better in a way because you're not worried about them so much. I mean, you don't have as much of a strategy, I guess. But yeah, and that's what that, and that goes back to the the whole thing I'm saying, like you know, self awareness. Yeah. You know, self discipline, self. Yeah. You know, self is that. That's the key word. You know, self. You you know who you are, and um, it don't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, long, I mean, long as the weight is good, you know, if you got, you don't want to buy one forty, and fight somebody two hundred pounds, you know. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying that as long as it's an even playing field, listen, it it don't matter. I mean, that's just the way I think. Yeah, everybody's different. Um, I, I can't tell you like what this other fighter might be thinking, you know. But then that's the beauty of boxing. Everybody has different. Um, approach to it and they got a different strategy I mean my strategy is more like well for me <clears throat> in the beginning um, when I fought um, it was more like I got to learn on the job <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I ain't have no training like you know you you know before you you know you go to you work a 9 to 5 job you, you do some training yeah well, I ain't going. I ain't, my training is is in the fight. You know what I'm saying? That's that. I mean, when I mean training, like I have to learn on the job. Like I'm learning right then and there. Like yeah, which is very um, it's uncomfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody on the other end, and you know, on the other end side of the um that uh, ring, and they swinging at you. You know what I'm saying? You like, and you trying to figure out things. Um, like I mean, and plus another thing is, like you can hit the mitts and and and, and the bag all you want, and that's why sparring is so important because you want to the sparring emulates how the fight going to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and that was the thing. A lot of times I'm just hitting the mitts, and the bag because I really had nobody spar. So when it came to a fight, I got tired a lot because it's different now because I got a. 280 pound person hanging on me mm-hmm. you know I got somebody leaning on me mm-hmm. you know my my mindset is not is not um in doing through my my right my, my during my regular trainings is not it hasn't seen that in the in this in the in the sparring yeah but I, I see it in a fight and so sometimes you know I'm I'm tired or you know so I imagine mentally too it's because you have you you're if you're punching gloves or a bag you know where they're at you know where they at yeah you know but when it comes to the that that obstacle, of someone in front of you, it, it it was just one of those things. Like it was just basically off of pure talent, a little bit. I mean, um, you know, um, but um, like I said before, it's just you know you have to you have to kind of emulate what you're doing. You know, you know, repetition is the mother of all skills, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, so your repetition if you spar a lot, okay, that's gonna help you in the game. It's gonna have me in fight, real fight time. You were just lucky; you had the natural advantage. And yeah, natural I, I had. I, yeah, I had. I had. A little, I had. A, I had. You know, I had. I had the gift. Um, I was thankful for. I'm humbled by. You know. Um, yeah. But 
um, you know, still, it still was uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, if I got a four round in a pro fight, I'm trying to figure you out, you know. I mean, you know, in the beginning of my pro, in the, in the pro career, I'm trying to figure you out, trying to figure this out, you know, where if you've been sparring a lot, you know, um, you know what you want to do. You just trying to, you just trying to fill your opponent, or he trying to, you know what I mean. You just trying to fill him out, but you know what you're gonna do in this round to that round, and that's what make a real good, you know, pro fighter. I just use Mayweather again because you know a lot of audience um, know of him of right now. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's gonna do in that first to the twelfth round. He know. Yeah. You and know, he's just like taking data in. He just he's just, just watching that, what's happening and figuring out a game plan around it. That information is just he just getting information, you know. I know with um, when he fought McGregor, um, you know, with that, um, and I, I I thought it was, you know, people was like, you know, it was a good thing, good money thing. Oh, it was entertaining. Both. It was it was a great. Yeah, you know, as far as the spectacle goes, one of the best ever. You need it, you know. You got a guy, you know, and I like McGregor. I I'm a good McGregor fan now because of that. Because I never, I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm a boxer, so I'm not yeah. into MMA. You know what I'm saying? But or UFC. But you know, I'm a fan of him now because um, he, like, he literally was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go all out. You know? Um, did he? Did he think he was gonna win? Yeah, he thought he was gonna win. Yeah. But he just like, and, and that was one of the biggest things I was talking about. Like, I'm like, he's not gonna win. I said, I said, we probably Mayweather might stop me between the eighth round, something like that. It's like ah oh, Mayweather he never he never dropped he ain't dropped he ain't knocked nobody out in years. Yeah, I was like, well, he gonna do him like that because you know I think McGregor was what twenty three and three. I think what is I didn't know what was his MMA. I'm not UFC sure what record it's, it's was something, something like that. Like yeah, that. it's but, a good record. Yeah, it was a good record for MMA. Yeah, this was his first first professional boxing fighting match. potentially the greatest boxer of in all the time. World. Like so. One of the one of the top three, at least, right, of all time. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I'm a, I'm an old school boxer. Um, I think Mayweather to me is was in maybe the top ten. I mean, okay. I got guys. I'm, I'm Ali. I mean, yeah, you got guys like um, George Foreman. You got Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, you got um, you know, uh, um, you know, you just got a multiple group of guys. I guess I'm thinking off like longevity and the amount of money made and the number of big fights and. Yeah, not losing and like not taking hits. I mean, he's really he. No, he's the greatest defensive fighter. I think that he's obviously he's the he's the premier um, um, uh, fighter slash promoter. Yeah, that um, that did very well for himself. Um, and then you know he's still doing it now. I mean, he building his own fighter. He's building his own brand and money team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Um, on the on the on the flip side of that, I mean, the other fighters back then. I mean, you had Roy Jones at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was marketing his brand and stuff like that. But um, Mayweather did it just because the money, the value, you know, everything just changes and stuff like that. And people um, is getting more. They get more knowledge about boxing too. Yeah. You know, you had back then with boxing, you just had Don King, right? Um, you know, Bob Arum. You know, those guys pretty much controlled. The whole boxing, you know, um, you know, era, you know. So um, when other promoters started coming along, you know, um, they they figured out, you know, kind of what you know what was happening and how they were, uh, you know, making X amount of money, 
um, with these fights and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but well, let's let's switch up because I'm I'm interested because you you were, you were just saying before we started also that uh, this is like a new phase for you, like you've entered kind of a a new spot. Yeah. And um, going back to 2015, mm-hmm. there was a, a car accident. Mm-hmm. Yes. A, a, a driver on the highway. Mm-hmm. Ran, you were working for Granis Brothers. Granis Brothers. Mm-hmm. He ran into you at like 85 miles an hour, 85 which miles is just hour. insane. Yeah, crazy. It was so that in itself, I, I, however much you want to touch on that or whatever you want to say about it, it's, it's totally up to you. But how did that moment and from there on out, we're in you know mid, to, we're in the end of 2017 right now. How's your life changed since that all happened? It changed. I mean, um. T- the um perspective of it um obviously um you could be here one day and doing absolutely everything you're doing possibly right mm-hmm. and it could be taken away mm-hmm. and um so um unfortunately you know um with that the accident happening guy was going 85 he was running from the police um kind of like a movie yeah. You know, you're coming in and, um, you know, he, he, he guys, I don't know, he was off math or whatever drug he was off of. Mm-hmm. And um, he was speeding into, you know, the work zone and, and then the cops, you know, cops you know, chased him in there, chased him and so forth. And, um, you know, he, he hit me and uh, when he hit me, I I didn't know I was hit. I mean, How did he hit you? Like, were you just standing there working or what? Yeah, standing working and, you know. Hit you from the, the front, the from the back, from the back. Backside. I mean, that was a good thing. So, backside, yep. So, um, yeah, it hit me from the backside pretty much. Um, you know, I went unconscious. Did um, you, like, get sh- launched through the air? Like Launched in the air. Because I can't even imagine feet. 85 miles an hour, just that's mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, that's so fast. The good news, I mean, not to say the good news, but <laughs> um, first of all, I'm living more. And two is mm-hmm. that, um, you know, when I got hit, I was kind of like, up it like like up up a hill you know like oh, okay so you know you know by that impact you know if I probably would have been straight or maybe maybe going down the hill he probably ran me over yeah so that kind of helped out a little bit yeah Flipped me up in the air and landing and um um you know broke several bones neck and um tibia um uh, different injuries that I had, um, <clears throat> and then uh, you know I went, you know I was in the hospital. Um, I was in a, only in the hospital for about a week, actually, you know. But I was, you know, I got rehabilitated, went to Health South, and so forth. Right. Um, the good news was one of the big other things that you know prior to that I had a fight three weeks before that accident. So the doctor said that you know. He wasn't. I just. He just. He just. Just missed that. That. I mean. He. He still. He was just looking at me like, you lucky. Like, like if you just wasn't in shape. You could, anybody had been dead. So. So the physical condition you that, were in even played a big yeah, part. Yeah, that played a big major. That played really? a big part. Oh yeah. Like how so? Flexibility wise or Flexibility, what? Flexibility. I mean, also you know. The good one of the good things. I mean, you know, I was strong, you know. Um, yeah. At that time, I was nice size. Um, well, I guess from 
getting punched in the head a lot and stuff too strong neck right you gotta yeah. have a strong neck and strong jaw and, strong and things like neck. that yeah. so and you know another thing you know when he, he hit me you know i never saw it so yeah i, was, I didn't tense up right yeah you were totally relaxed, relaxed. as it happened that so, makes sense so you know that boy was, yeah so you know with that being said um you know it was just um um getting out of that you know definitely had some um uh you know, depression, you know, stress and mm -hmm. um, things along the lines, um, me being so active. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I played basketball, football, baseball all my life. And I never broke anything. I mean, I was I was thankful and humbled by that until the accident, you know. Um, so it was, it was really like a, um, you got to sit down. You know, you can't move. And uh, that was very, you know, frustrating. And then just the whole thing was, you know, you, you got to, a, you know, a, a depression stage and stressful stage and so forth. So yeah. um, so basically things that you'd never experienced, like yeah. having to sit still oh, was no, not you no, no, in any no, way, they, shape, or people, form. People know me. They they, they going to say that boy all over the place. <laughs> they, just, they tell you, like, where he at? They, they tell you, I'm... I'm I'm 95 miles per hour. I'm I'm in doing something, trying to get something done or Whoa. whatever. You were you were the guy driving, I guess. Like you're always that guy moving yeah, at 85. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 the one that's moving at 85. So um, um, that's so it's so wild. So I imagine there's some I don't want to say positive benefits to the thing because there's nothing positive to come out of getting hit by a car. It's not a good thing. But as far as like slowing you down a little bit and giving you a chance to to breathe and relax, uh, you know and. That's, you know, like we was talking before, um, you know, and that's the, 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 um, how I was brought up. I was brought obviously through, um, uh, um, a family that, you know, believed in God and, 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 um, so forth and my whole family. And I, I just looked at it like, you know, like, um, not, you know, try not to be negative about it. You know, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, listen, at the end of the day, you're human, yeah. so you, you're going to uh, you're gonna be angry. You're going, sure. Yeah, you're going to, and things going to pile up. You know, um, it's just 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 how it works. It's just nothing that you know. Um, and sometimes you don't even know that you're in that position because you like you know you start catching yourself like you check you know, your energy is just kind of maybe off or something like that. But mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the biggest things that um, you know that you, you try to look at things from a positive perspective. I mean, looking at the whole outcome. I mean, like I was saying before, um, you know, a negative thinker sees uh, difficulty in every opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A for negative sure. thinker they sees difficulty in every opportunity. You know, and a positive thinker sees opportunity in every difficulty. Yeah. So you know. Um, so that even, you know, I got hit and, you know, so you, I'm, you, tr you look at the positive side going back to what you were saying, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I, you, you get your days, you know, you got your, you know, times because, you know, that job, you know, it was a real, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was a nice, you know, nice job and so forth. And, um, you know. With that, you know, they you get off, they lay you off for a couple months, and you come back and so mm -hmm. forth. But I mean, it it, it 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 was good, but just it's harder, you know, it's difficult trying to live in that in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, 
you you know to know that you do try to do everything right in your job and um things out know, of your control just happen. Happen. you can't you can't control it so what positives did you get out of it because uh, you know talking to you and when we talked at your gym you were just you were blowing my mind because you were just you were going you were just uh, the the uh the knowledge that you have and the spiritual side of you and the faith-based side of you seems to be very strong so yeah. where did that was that you before the accident? Did that increase after the accident? I mean, I'm sure that you were before, because saying you grew up in the in the church yeah, and we, stuff like that. But yeah, you think things grow. You grow. You know, you start. You grow. You start growing, and you know, as like I said before, you know, you read. I was reading a lot too. I was reading like when you were you know, down. Yeah, oh, you read a lot. You start. Um, you really the, the you know the the transformation. You start the you know of, of thoughts that you had, you know um, that's you like you know just it's been a race. You know what I'm saying? Like you just you start getting knowledge of things. Yeah. Um, what were you reading? If you can like off the top of your head. Um, I was reading multiple books. Um, uh, I was reading uh, one guy. I read read book one book. It's a real it's a real powerful book. Um, Take one step at a time. Okay. He this guy his name is Bob Weiss. And um, he came here actually in Altoona. Oh, he really? Came in um, 2010, and one step at a time. This guy, he was in. The, um, he was an athlete. It's funny. He was an athlete too, major leagues, baseball. But um, he went overseas. He went into Vietnam. He's an older guy. Went to the Vietnam. He was. Um, he was one of the guys that he's dealing. With, he was more into like the. Um, uh, more, more of the. He went with the soldiers, but he was more like the first aid. You know what I mean? He was more of the yeah, person to take form. care of your medical. You know what I'm saying? But um, he was overseas, and um, you know, with the in, in Vietnam, and he stepped on a, a landmine. He stepped on it, blew his, his whole legs off, the whole legs off. And it's one step at a time. Good book, and um, that's just one of the books I read. But um, he um, what was really it was real. It was really that really stood out to me. And I met the guy too. He spoke here. He spoke at the. Um, he spoke up um, at the Bavarian in Altoona years ago. Oh, okay. And, uh, <clears throat> what really took out, what stood out for me, you know, this man, he, um, he walked from D.C. to California. It took him a year to do it. Really. A year. With what prosthetic legs? Just no, with his arms. With his arms. <laughs> What? His, his, I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Bob Weiss, one step at a time. Wow. And reading that book was like, wow. And then, you know, one thing that really stood out to me, um, um, I, I mean, I've been had a book, but it was one of the books that I picked up. And um, he, I remember him left, left. He, you know, he signed it. He, 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 he put, um, he put Champ in there. And I was like. You know, I looked at it, I'm like, dang, he did put that. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> wow, because he knew I boxed. When I, I was fighting, am, I think I was I think I was amateur or maybe had one pro fight at that time. Okay. But, um, yeah, he knew that, you know, I boxed and everything. And, and I was like, wow. You know, I'm like, he's a real champion. Like, I ain't no champion, you know. But, you know, but when I, when I like I said, when I, when I picked up that book, it, it was like, wow, one step at a time. That's what I have to do, one step at a time. Yeah. You know, I was in a wheelchair. Obviously, I, I didn't lose my legs, you know, unfortunately, like he did. But, you know, um, it was just like the book was already pre-existent for me. Like it was like 
made like this was made like he knew this was gonna happen yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and it was like wow this book right here and i read it and um and yeah he did I he did different movies and stuff like that yeah he yeah bob weiss a really 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 good book so that that helped me now I, I mean i did multiple books a lot of spiritual books that i read mm -hmm. and in the midst of it um you know um i'm a real very spiritual more than anything i pray a lot um through through you know you know we, we all make mistakes we people you know but you you still have to um you still have to pray and i'm just a firm believer i think <clears throat> what you you know um whatever you ask for you know it, it comes and yeah. um I'm just a firm believer in that. You know, so. Well, it's 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 the same thing you were talking about before. The time you put it into the thing, there's what you get back out of it, yeah, right? I mean, you just got to you got to put the time in to make it happen. And, and you know, honestly, I I've only been praying now for it's been five or six months that I really got into it. Mm -hmm. I was meditating before that, uh, and then I I kind of learned how to meditate on prayer. And it, yeah. it, it's it's like doing this. It's the same, same idea, idea, but you're directing it in a, it has a direction to it. Absolutely. And I've noticed so many great things and i've just seen great things happen to myself and to my family and just in my life in general and the people i've met and the situations i've come across because of and, and whatever it, whether it's because of that or not i right. think it's just being in that mindset, mindset right? right and just having that uh just having that knowledge in your head and having the the wherewithal to realize like you've got to set yourself on a path you got to have a vision and, and like what happened to you then I mean, that's 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 God inter intervening, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you believe that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, not to, you know, things happen. Yeah. You know, and things happen, and um, it, it's, um, unfortunately, um, I'm not going to just, I'm going to just say that, you know, we we choose, certain, you know, we choose, you know, what we do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and but, you know, sometimes, I'm, me personally, I just try to look at it for whatever it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at it like, damn, why me? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Now, you know, you, you, you know, you, you can get stressed out about it now because <laughs> you, 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 and it, it happened. You know, depression that, that it came in. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, because you know, you was one thing one day, you was you another this this other day, and you just have to you have to work through. You have to work through and you have to empower yourself you have to empower yourself first mentally um you know but like you're saying about the whole schizophrenia thing like that's a part of your personality that you never experienced before Absolutely. so it's probably a good thing that you got to see that side of yourself to see what that side is like yeah to know you've got to be on the other side like yeah, absolutely. To, to have the yin and the yang yeah. kind of thing yeah, absolutely and um i think that uh you know and we've talked before i mean you talked about like you know, positive and negative. I don't know. We <clears throat> discuss things, and um, you know, positive and negative. They they like they like cousins. They related. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they go like it's like a like I tell people it's like a car battery. You know, you you got a positive and a negative mm -hmm. for it to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have both. Sides. You gotta have both sides, right? So. Um, you know, you can't have no more, no less. It ain't gonna work. Right. So, <laughs> you know, um, so and a positive and positive and negative doesn't mean bad. Negative could just be something that that's trying to get you your attention. You know, the things that yes. you might have, 
you might have set something a goal that you're not you're not you're not pursuing so something is pulling you that thing is pulling you inside so that that can be a negative you know what i'm saying yeah to push you through that yeah you know what i mean it doesn't mean something bad has to happen to you mm -hmm. but it do means that something that that's calling for you to excel you're not you're not you, you might have set the bar for that. You know what I'm saying? And things yeah. do happen. People do go through a lot of um, worse tragedies than others. And um, unfortunately, some, you know, people die and um, families, you know, get broke. You know, it, it happens. You know what I'm saying? But on the level that we're talking, it, 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 something, a negative doesn't necessarily have to always be bad. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's when you talk about like fear and you talk about, you know, Muhammad Ali and, and Michael Jordan getting those, the, yeah. getting nervous before things. Like it, those things, we look at them as these negatives. And I mean, I, I do. And I, I've, I've now learned that I need to look at them differently. You, they're more of like trigger signs. It's like, hey, you're not that great at this thing, or right. this thing's something you haven't done that much, or this is a big situation for you, you need to be ready for it. So they're more like alerts, not necessarily negative, right. bad things in your mm -hmm. life. It's yeah. like some, this is giving you a sign, this is something you need to work on. Frequency. Yeah. These things, signs, and you know, um, and, and, and a lot of times we, um, we, that we got that pattern in our brain, you know, that thing that, that, that thing we keep going over in, in, in our minds, and um, it's just it, it kind of gives us some type of alert, or like you said, it gives us some type of um, time. Hey, I need to do this. You know what I mean? I need to um, get myself together, or or whatever. Something inside is telling you that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, you know, and, and sometimes we don't we don't even realize it um, that we going through. You know, the, like I said again, that depression stage, that stressful stage. You know, because at the end of the day, I tell you know, say it all the time. Like, you know, sh you know, stress and depression is out of touch with reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we you could think of things because it's it's through the thoughts, really. You know, uh, something that might have happened before, either you're gonna think about it or it's gonna control you, mm -hmm. or you have this, um, you got something that didn't really happen yet that you're thinking about that didn't even happen, and you're stressing out about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's about really just live. It's called living in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Just just live. And a lot of times we we kind of overthink things as as people. When this might happen like this, you know what I'm saying? Okay, if something happened, then why? What, what I need to do this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now you into that stage. Now the the rock and everything else going down the hill because yeah. you done brought something. That didn't even exist yet. Yeah, you're creating situations you're creating, that aren't even real. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> real yet, so it's out of touch with reality pretty much. And that probably goes back to boxing, right? When you're in the ring with that other guy and you're thinking like everything that he might do, that's right. just going to mess you up it's instead of thinking about up. what you can do. Exactly, and that's the best way to put it. And so, so do you bring all this, when you work with kids in your in your club, in, in the Scorching Boxing Club, do you bring all of this in like your 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 knowledge side obviously the the boxing side but also the spiritual stuff and try to yeah you teach them while you're teaching them the skills you teach them um you know you the kids you know the kids class you know you got to love them you know they they get to running around and, you know and the, the the thing about them you know you just want to keep it simple you yeah. know what i'm saying keep it try to keep it simple you know but keep it fun you know you want to keep it fun and we do a lot of fun activities um 
we, um, you know, try to do whatever kind of little piece of part. You know, parents would chip in and throw, you know, just kind of keep, you want to keep their interest, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you always, you know, I kind of always, before we break, we do it, we all put our hands in, in, in the huddle and, you know, before we break, you know, I kind of stay, 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 um, I stay, kind of stay connected to them, you know, hey, make sure you guys doing your homework. Make sure parents, you know, I might say parents, make sure they're doing their chores, you know, something like that. <laughs> I ask the kids, y'all doing your chores? You hear a couple of them say, no. I'm like, all right, well, we got to fix that, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, um, parents love to see that. Um, so, and, and, and like, and it's true. You, It takes a village to raise, you know, a kid. Yeah. You know? And and that's one of the biggest things now, and you know, with our society, we, you know, the people are, don't really want to say nothing to kids. They just feel like, I don't know. In, in our gym, though, we don't, parents love it. You know, they like, hey, tell them to sit down, you know. But we don't have to do all that because we have, you know, we have a, uh, we have a real big, strong family in there. And, and the kids, you make sure the kids know what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, the kids, they're going to get out sliding sometimes. But you just reorder them. And, um, you know, they love the boxing. They love hitting the mitts. Um, they and and they come they come within they they start to learn itself, you know they not re they not looking at you know and that that's the biggest thing I see like you just see the energy you see a glow in them you just see the difference, like our kids a lot of our kids has trimmed down, uh, we have like I mean you just see the tone they getting toned out the muscles in them, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's the beauty you know you. You see, and they see the, the change of their body, and then the parents is giving, you know, telling them, "Hey, they behaving, they behaving well." Okay, that's the changing of the mindset. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, and I think that's 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 worth more than anything else is that 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 outcome. So. Yeah, helping out kids. I mean, honestly, man, because especially now, it's just it gets things are getting crazier and crazier. It's getting more complicated, and I couldn't imagine being a kid. In junior yeah. high, having a cell phone and being oh. con- constantly connected to everybody else, and just the stress level. It's, it's so it, as an adult, it's annoying. It's so I can't imagine what it's like if you're like fourteen years old, fifteen. You know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And do you but, have a rule when like kids come in, no phones, that sort of thing? Well, I, you know what? No, I, I I don't do that. I mean, like I, you know, I know I know how. Um, I know how um, people are attached to their phone. Yeah, I'm. A t- no, I'm not as attached, you know. But I can imagine like the kids, you know, um, people in general. But when they start working out, they forget about their phone. Yeah, you know, they they their focus is is one thing, one thing only is getting right, mm-hmm. getting their minds right, getting their bodies right. So we do a good job, um, do a good, real good job doing that with um, with the people. So how young do you start kids in boxing usually? Seven, seven, seven years, years old. So, hey, you know, you know, for exception, sometimes you got, you know, you know, you, you got a six year old, you mm-hmm. know, and you know they might got a brother, you know, got a brother that's eleven or twelve. So you gradually, you know, bring them in. They want to do it. So I mean, when you're talking about four, four, and it's that that's that's just too much. Four year olds, you know, that's a little bit, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, starting that's where we got it at seven years old, starting up. And I imagine people think like you go in, at least like a, a novice mindset would be you're going in and you're just like punching people, and it's it, there's a certain mentality. I imagine, that especially parents have, right? Yeah, everybody. Imagine parents do. are worried. Everybody, 
But everybody just, does. Everybody does. <laughs> because when they talk about, I want to buy, but I don't want nobody to hit my face. You know, that just, right. that's like what they, they say. I'm like, that ain't about that. You know, um, I had a lot of kids that, you know, that, the funny thing about it, um, I had a couple kids that um, I had, um, they, um, man, they, they were, you know, they was out, you know, doing things in the street and so forth. Mm -hmm. Got them in that gym. Nothing. Nothing. That's awesome. You. And, you know, and then you know what it is, too. It, that's another thing. It's it's a, the biggest thing is, is that, to me, is that once you go in there, gym, boxing, gym, any gym, it humbles you. You know why? Because you ain't bad as you think you were. Mm -hmm. that, at the end of the day, because you like, you gonna sit up and be like, it's somebody waiting around the corner for you. You know, if you just, you know, it, it just, it humbles you. Yeah, there's always gonna be somebody better than somebody's you. Right, somebody waiting around the corner for you, you know? So yeah. that is the real, the humbleness about that. Like, to know, like, whew, you know, like, hey, listen, I mean, that, I mean, I'm the, this is for fighters, but I'm just saying in general, like, when you see somebody hitting the pads real well, you see somebody hitting the back, it can't get intimidated if you let it, but it, it's not. It's because after a while, you'll start doing it. And you like, you know what? That do feel good, you know? So it's a, um, it's a, like a win-win situation. It seems like, I, I haven't, you know, worked out in your gym, but it seems like just the kind of person that you are. And the, when I've worked with Alan and doing jujitsu, there's, there's so much camaraderie amongst people who do certain sports, especially physical combat kind of sports. There's mm -hmm. not so much of like a feud going on mm -hmm. as more of like just a, a friendship is developed and, oh, a, yeah. and a respect is developed amongst each other because... Mm -hmm. You're all in the. You all started from the same spot, no matter where you're at along the, along the grade. Um, but you develop this respect for other people and this respect for what you do to to the point where, like you said, you know, you don't even think about fighting in the streets anymore. No, those sorts no. of things don't even come up no. anymore because you don't need to. You don't need you're not to. trying to release whatever that is. Absolutely, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. I mean, just being able to help kids do that. It's a and blessing. to help anybody do that, really. I mean, you work with adults as well. Oh, absolutely. We have, so we have, you know, our classes, our kids' classes, four thirty to five forty-five, Monday through Thursday. We also have a women's class, six o'clock to seven fifteen, and then we have first and third Saturday, we have classes at nine thirty, um, of every month mm -hmm. too as well, um, and then our men's class start at um, seven thirty to eight forty-five. So, I mean, you know, um, believe it or not, the women's class is really intense. I mean, um, they. I mean, we got a lot of people is dropping weight. We got a guy, his name is Ron, and um, he came in the boxing gym. He weighed at 330, 330 pounds. Um, he started in March. He weighs 190. Wow. He was dedicated. That's awesome. Started in March this year. March. And he's dropped. He about, he dropped a hundred something hundred. That's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah, I got him on my phone too. He's Did amazing. you have him like is he on like a, a diet routine yeah, he got, as well? He got, changed he, his whole he, he, he changed he changed his eating and so forth. Um that's something that he actually put together as well and you know, we helped him out with certain things and but, you know, boxing is something he always wanted to do and and even with the boxing, see now we just don't. But we do conditioning, cardio. That that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. We do that. That that is the most important thing that mm -hmm. we do in there. 
Um, and so you can just the, the the good news is you see the development of people. Yeah, you could be like, wow. I mean, even our women's class, we got women that can't do couldn't do push ups when they first came in. They do push ups. You know, I believe I'm a I'm a firm believer in self body weight. I believe that. Um, I, you know, I lift a little, little bit. You know, but uh, self body weight, we do a lot of pull ups, push ups, mm -hmm. um, dips. A lot of ab work. It's um, hard to get hurt using your own you know, body you know, weight. Hard to get hurt. <laughs> so, um, a lot of injuries. A lot of um, people getting injured. You know these new, um, you know. Yeah, CrossFit I mean, and those sorts of things. They really yeah, I mean, beat I, your body up. I don't. I don't have no problem. You know, me personally. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I, I wasn't big into that. I mm -hmm. mean, I was from the old school, just lifting. You know, um, you know, running. Do what you got to do. Do you? Do your traditional run and stuff like that. I mean, the stuff that they do now, um, it's, it's very, it's, it's very, it's, it's high tense. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people. I I know of even teenagers is getting hurt, you know, through just through the high reps and so forth. Yeah. But, you know, that might be maybe they might be lifting wrong or whatever it is. You know, I I will never um, say anything about another uh brand or, or anything like that as far as, you know, what others do. I just know in, in Scorch and Boxing what we do and, you know, pretty much self body when we do a little bit of you know, a little bit of but not not, not much. Very tiny. Just we believe in self body weight. So that's awesome. I think that's the best way to go, especially starting out. Yeah, just getting yeah, your body ready. Yeah, you I mean, want if you to want to put body. muscle on later yeah, on, that's, you, yeah, that's your option after a while. You know, but so. learning the techniques and learning just the the form, you yeah. know, that's that's super important. Who are the guys who work with you? Do you have a couple partners? Yeah, I got some volunteers. I got volunteer guys that um, work out work here with me. Um, got Wayne. He's a volunteer. Um, got Rome Roman. He's a um, volunteer. Um, he boxes too. Wayne is my cousin. Um, we got Kareem. He's a volunteer. So we got all volunteer work. We even when we was at the UVA, we started out at the UVA. That's all we did: volunteer help. You know. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. So just pretty much right now, just all volunteer work. So so if people are interested, if they want to come check out what you do, if they want to join the gym. Just give them their, your information, whatever you'd want to tell them to get them to come check it out. Yeah, um, you can go to our my Facebook, Scorching Boxing, um, Facebook, um, and then uh, our number again is 814-660-4928, and uh, just give us a call, and we'll set up some arrangements, whatever, and if you want to come by and check it out, we also, our address is um, it's, um, 3007th Ave, uh, Suite 1000, we are actually, we're over there by um, Al's Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if people know where Terry's Bar at, but be right behind Terry's Bar, the old warehouse back there. So, yeah, just come out, check it out, see if you something you like to do. I mean, I tell you what, it, it changed my life. You know, when I when I actually got into it years ago in '05, it just changed me. It changed me, and we you as we him we all we always going to change. So, but that was a that was something that I'm 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 gracious and I'm humble to to endure and to encounter encounter that skill so you can I can give it to the next person to help them get through whatever they get through in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not about I mean I have amateur fighters but that's just we just got a couple but I mean the overall it's just for people to better themselves as as individuals. So well, I want to thank you for coming in here, number one. Um, thank you for having me be uh, the ring announcer at your show, but also just for the, 
the conversation we had here today, but also that we had at your gym last week. I, I think that you've, you know, you've got a lot of, uh, let alone the boxing, but just a lot of spiritual and a lot of um, good information that I think a lot of people don't, especially in smaller towns that you don't get the info enough. You know, you don't get the, mm. the life lessons and the, the certain things that help you build as a person and help mm. you grow as a person. Um, we don't talk about it enough, right. you know, and you, you've, you seem like you have uh, been practicing that for a long time and you, you yourself practice that a lot. Just your, just as who you are. So thank you. Number appreciate one, it. for appreciate it. being somebody in the area, helping kids too. Thank I think you, it's thank huge. You. Thank you. I, I just, I'm just, thankful that you allow me to um, come on the show and just you know talk a little bit um you know and uh it was a blessing for you to be at our at the the the, the first your first fight that yeah. you did a great job thank you sir um yeah we you did a great job we had a lot of people commenting on you um that day so um, I was yeah. gonna drop the get get ready. Let's get ready to rumble, but I didn't. I was like, ah, it's my first time. If yeah. I do this again, maybe I'll drop it. Let me tell you something. You come up. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. You come up with your own. That's what I was thinking. Come with your own. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Get your own one, get, and you patent yours. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, the next we'll, Michael Buffer. Hey, listen. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, listen. Get it. Hey, get it. How you can get it? And, and like I said, we we really ready to do some big things here in the area. Um, I'm hopefully in the process of um, maybe bringing Golden Gloves here. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, so, that'd be huge. That'd be real big. So, um, that that starts like in March, um, I believe March and February, something like that. That's when Goon Gloves is start. So, yeah, we we got some real far as far as as the gym, the gym is gym, but as fighters, we got some really good amateur fighters coming up. Um, we have some really really good amateur fighters, and we're really excited about what we do have. Um, uh, yeah, we just fought. We just fought in Katanning, uh this past Saturday. Our fighters did really well um, that day. So I mean, that that's the thing. Like I said, um, transformation. Mm -hmm. Transformation is 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 the, the transformation of people's minds is is, is just unbelievable. So um, you know, it's, it's through the, it's through you know the personal experiences is also through you know the spiritual form of it, and then. You know, and also it's it's through um, you know your 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 will, you know, and and I tell people all the time, like sometimes I talk with my guys, they um, they, they talk about being motivated. Mm -hmm. I said, take don't see motivation, motivation, motivating is good. The word is good, but what happens is we can get motivated today and tomorrow it'll be gone. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? What you need is called driven. You need to drive. Because once you get that drive, that you know you have a place to go, you know what I'm saying. That yeah. driven, you drive into Having that something, vision, something you're you trying know, to get to. You know it's a destination. You know what I'm saying. So I try to, you know, sometimes I mean, I motivate them. No, no, you just use drive, right? Because we we when we we going somewhere. You know what I'm saying. So, That's a great point, man. Because yeah, motivation can be here one day, gone. It's going tomorrow. Three minutes later, I see. Like, <laughs> I see people all the time. They. Like um, couple, you know, I see people. Hey, I'm spooning. I'm coming down. I'm like, all right, you know, they and it might be something that maybe they might see me. And things happen in life, you know. I, I get it. Like everybody can't come whenever you want them to come. I and and, and I understand different things, you know. Mm -hmm. But so sometimes, you know, it, it just it'd be that spark in that moment. You'd be like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna be here tomorrow, or whatever, you know, and you yeah. know, and it's fine if you don't come. I'm just saying that I just think that we need to just kind of like change our word driven, right? You know, driven yeah. is the word that I tell our fighters. And that driven part is like you have that, you can see that thing that you want to do, 
and then everything that you do kind of works towards that goal. Yeah. You know, and when you're motivated, that's the, I, you're right. That's kind of just like a momentary part of your life. Yeah. But when you got that drive, it's like a constant yeah. burning desire to make that thing happen. And what you're doing, and that's mm. what I'm doing with this podcast, man. It's nice. like, you know, I'm trying to, it's something that I love to do, number one, something mm. I've been doing for a long time, and I can help other people with it, and I can also have fun with it. Mm. And if you can, like, do the thing you Absolutely. love and help people out, then you can't really ask for Absolutely. anything else. You do a great job. Thanks, you know, man. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, it's. I know you, this thing's going to blow up, get even bigger. Um, you you have a uh, <clears throat> have a have a good contact and not have a good following and that, that's and that's the biggest thing loving what you do. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I love to do. I, I you know I love to you know help people and that's just part of who I am. Um, and to do the gifts that I ha have to give them. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's that's more worth than anything. You know. So um, what you're doing is great. Giving it's a platform for people. You know, it's a platform for myself. Mm -hmm. It's a platform for the next person behind me that's in front of me. So um, I think that you, you're doing something that um, that 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 that's needed, and um, you know, uh, just just it's a humbling, humbling, humbling situation. You know, whenever you were on the radio a long time ago, back in the day, I uh, I was we, we you were on the air for maybe three minutes. Okay. you were promoting an event and I thought man it'd be awesome just to have him in the studio just to talk for a while and that's why I started doing this I mean mm -hmm. not just from our conversation but from right. any conversations that I had I was like there's so many people out there just in our area like people act like our area is not interesting mm -hmm. like there aren't interesting people around here who yes. aren't doing things and it's just not true no. so no. you need like some sort of outlet for that and that's kind of what i wanted to do with this was to be able to you know bring you in here we can talk for an hour yeah absolutely and just kind of throw ideas around yeah. and just have a good time with it and that's absolutely that's the outcome so spoon thank you so much for coming in thank you very much make sure Appreciate you check it. out scorch and boxing gym thank you and i see big things continuing for you dude <sighs> we just pray <laughs> keep moving no, but just, yeah, absolutely <laughs> thank you hey by the way if you're looking for social media marketing i'm going to shamelessly sell myself right now i have a social media marketing agency graphic design uh company well, we my my partner my brand new partner and i adam buck shout out to adam buck he'll be on a podcast soon uh <laughs> we started the company we we're calling it double tap creative we haven't even made a logo yet but that's going to be happening we already have clients that's the good thing that's you got to start with the clients and i'll keep telling myself that um, but we just got it kicked off, and if you want, to, if you're interested in social media marketing with creativity, with fun thrown in, but also high quality, high quality products, high quality results for uh, your business, I'll let the work speak for itself. Reach out to me, and I'll just let you know who I've done work for. I can give you a portfolio, and um, if you're interested, we can move on from there. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo, and um, you know, as I move forward, I'm sure I'll actually have a, a website for that. <laughs> and if you ever want to be on this podcast, by the way, you can contact me on any of those spots. That's all you got to do is hit me up on one of those spots on social media, and I'm sure we can link up a podcast episode. I'm down to talk to anybody. I just I love having conversations with people, and if you're looking to sponsor the podcast, uh, that's a whole different beast altogether. I'm only going to be taking six sponsors for this podcast. Just to start off with, I already have three. Uh, well, two were on this one. So shout out to the Clay Cup. Sarah Vogel, she's awesome. At the Clay Cup on Facebook. You can call them at 814-201-2608. 
uh, at the Clay Cup on Instagram as well. Downtown Altoona is where you can find her. She is not just great coffee and great food, but she also just has an awesome creative mind going along with it. Speaking of creative minds, trade secrets with Stephanie Height right up the hill, 13th Avenue, from the Clay Cup in downtown Altoona. She also has an awesome mind for making... It's like Breaking Bad in a legal way in the back of her shop while she's just making these soaps. It's like Fight Club and Breaking Bad, but it's legal. That's how I like to describe it. That's a selling point. I saved that for the end of the podcast, so, you know, if somebody... That's not real. There's no Breaking Bad comparison. She's just making some sweet soaps that are going to make your body feel amazing and some great bath bombs, 100% soy wax candles, all-natural lip bombs, wax melts, whipped body butters. <laughs> that was my nickname at high school. That didn't make any sense. But we're going to finish the show off with that. Thank you to Jeremiah Witherspoon. What a fun guy to talk to. What a cool dude. And I'm going to have him on again because it didn't even match the conversation we had in person, you know. I want to bring out whatever we talked about the first time we talked in here. Um, but we got the introduction to his life and what he does. So shout out to Jeremiah Witherspoon. Such a great time with you, sir. I'll talk to you guys next time. <coughs> That's brutal.